0: Welcome to Tips for the Transition, where we have deep, meaningful conversations about how significant changes can affect us, our families, relationships, and careers, and how we can move through those changes with more ease and grace. I'm your host, Maria Tomas Keegan, certified career and life coach for women, and I'm here to help you navigate the messy seasons of life. In the fifth season of the podcast, We'll focus on career transition because in this post-pandemic world many women are re-examining how they think and feel about their work lives. So we answer big questions like who am I now and how do I move on from here? The resources we create with each episode can help women move from panic to powerful and from rocky to resilient. So if you're ready to consider new options, be inspired, and meet incredible women who are on this life journey with us, you're in the right place. This is Tips for the Transition.
1: I'm Maria Tomas-Keegan, your host.
0: Thank you for joining
1: us for my continuing series of conversations with down-to-earth women who have an inspiring story to share. My guests offer us hope that our situation is not the end of our story, but just the beginning. The proof, they are the proof that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And it's my pleasure to welcome Marie Burns as my guest today. We're going to chat about the challenges she met with while changing what she does for a living. We call this episode, Career Choices Weaving a Golden Thread. Thank you for joining us, Marie.
2: Thank you, it's my pleasure to
1: be with you. I'm so happy you are. Let's jump right in. Uh, Tell us a bit about what you did before and why you felt the need to change your career.
2: Sure, absolutely. I remember in high school, you know, we all go through the what should I do when I'm done, and you do the interest inventories and those kinds of things. And so I knew at that time, like many young people, I was interested in staying healthy. So fitness, diet, and exercise. But I also knew that my underlying theme was I wanted to help people. It was pretty broad, pretty general. I think a lot of us start with that. So that's what led me to being a registered dietitian, where I would help folks balance their diet and exercise. So that took me to college. I got my food science and nutrition a degree and a master's as well in that, and I had a business minor, so I always had some interest in the business and, you know, personal finance side of things, but I think uh, after I was in my mid-30s and had four unpaid maternity leaves, no paid vacation ever, we had benefits through my husband's employer, but I kind of started to look around in my financial business minor kind of started to kick in in my head and say, I don't think we can keep doing this for the rest of my working career. Um, So that made me start to think about what else could I do? What else would I enjoy? I still want to help people. That was my underlying theme, but I really needed to look at what were my strengths to decide, okay, what's next? How could I put my business minor to work instead? So my strengths, I think as I was looking at, I still love to learn. I still like to help people. And it's really that passion for helping others that kind of led me to being open to whatever my business minor would let me to continue to help people just maybe in a different way. So as we typical women, I reached out to a couple of other women that I knew. One in particular, her name was Kathy and just kind of let her know I was thinking about something different. I had been in a consulting role as a registered dietitian for almost 15 years, helping in uh, the daycare setting, food service setting, corporate setting, kind of the whole gamut of consulting in a variety of capacities. So lots of different skill sets, not necessarily just nutrition oriented. And she knew that. So I just let Kathy know, and honestly, within two weeks, she said, Marie, I, I know of an opening at the bank where I think you might be a good fit. The advisor at the bank was looking for an assistant to eventually fill his shoes. So I thought, okay, well, that business minor was, you know, almost 15 years ago, um, but a lot of the same strengths, my same passion to help other people, just maybe in a different capacity. So now I actually tease my clients. Instead of helping people with their balance, their diet and exercise, I help them balance their finances because it's all about behavior anyway <laughs> so it was an opportunity to change and actually in that field I didn't have to quit my job and go back to school I could be trained on the job get all of my new licensing and still be employed and have an income so it was kind of an ideal setting and opportunity for me but still very different than what I had been doing before
1: you know, I think this is a time of this is a time of year that um, we are we're recording this right on New Year's Eve day, and we'll be airing this show right after the New Year. And I think a lot of people uh, are struggling at a time like this. They're they're reflecting, as you did. So, am I am I loving what I'm doing? Enough to stay at it or is there something else that I could do that would fulfill me more so I I love I love that we call this episode weaving a golden thread because what I what I hear from you is that your golden thread from a very young age was that you wanted to help people and you found another career opportunity in which you could do that. And I talk a lot about weaving tapestries with the choices we make in life. Some of the threads are gold and some of them are silver and some of them are nubby and some of them are coarse. And the emotions you had to deal with and overcome while making a significant career change are 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 underlying all of that, I can hear it. Um, and I would love to tap into that a little more deeply in our next segment. So if, you'll, if you will do that with us, I would appreciate it. My guest today is Marie Burns, and we call this episode, Career Choices, Weaving a Golden Thread. Now as a career and life coach specializing in transition, I work with clients when their world has turned upside down. So it's always an honor to share stories like Marie's because these women are figuring out how to move through life's inevitable trials and tribulations and come out on top in their own unique version of triumph. And they help us to know that we're not alone and we can learn from them. Marie, thanks so much for sharing uh, what making a career move was like for you. Now I would like to talk more about the emotional ride that comes along with making a significant change like that and how it affected you and your family.
2: You know, it's interesting that we talk about a golden thread, right? So that's a positive, bright spot in your light. You're following your passion. I was wanting to help other it turns out women. I was really wanting to be a positive catalyst for women. And so when this new opportunity came up, the first thing you think about is your, your family because any change is going to impact not only you, but then your family feels, feels it as well. So that whole uncertainty and doubt and, and what I think of as a black thread is the am I good enough thread, which is so common for us women, I'm not good enough. Or what if I'm not good enough in this new role? So any positive or negative that we're feeling is definitely going to flow through to our family and they'll feel what we're feeling from a stress or positive stress uh, standpoint so that piece i think was was absolutely my mindset but the whole uncomfortableness of not knowing and being comfortable in what i was doing because of all this learning right there's always a learning curve with anything new that you're facing in transition whether it's career or otherwise so that was the, am I good enough, was like a constant. I'm, I'm doing so much learning and it gets exhausting and your family feels all of that stress. And then we had the uh, added opportunity later on after that initial position of actually moving out of state, physically picking up my family and moving to another state where we know no one. So that was an additional <laughs> change in the golden thread story. But I think that uncertainty that fear and doubt of yourself—am I not? Am I good enough? That black thread instead of the gold thread, where you're positive and confident because you're following your passion and and trying to help other people. Um, but just recognizing that that's inevitable—it's going to be there, whether you want it to be or not. But in the end, I think as we get older and wiser, we come to realize that if we just remain ourselves which is really where our strengths and our passion came from in the first place, it will all take care of itself. So I think that was a big thing that got me through is just focusing on one day at a time, changing the things you can change, and recognizing that the rest of the change is inevitable. So try to embrace it as an adventure instead of a black, thread negative.
1: <laughs> that is such a <laughs> great advice.
2: That is such great advice.
1: Um, I, I, Embrace it. Embrace the change. So many women that I work with are have a difficult time embracing the change. Change just disrupts them so much. Uh, so I, I love that you said uh, take one day at a time. Uh, take control over what you can control and kind of let the rest flow naturally and be yourself. So I... I in all of that you're right that's where your passion lies when you are you know uniquely you authentically you just coming from that place all the time and and allowing the you know the chips to fall in some in some ways right so the chips will fall where they may that's an old adage that's so true and we have influence over some of that uh, and 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 no influence over much of it. So understanding that, accepting that, and adapting to that, I think is important.
2: So absolutely I, it's kind I, of, sorry, okay. it's kind of like I remember reading in your book about the whole idea of reframing because our mind is so in control. That's one thing I've in my education business, mind money motion, I've really come to try to help women realize is your brain, Your mindset Mm -hmm. triggers chemicals. You're either flushing your body with positive chemicals or negative chemicals by your positive or negative thoughts. Why would we ever choose to flush our body with killing chemicals, (laughs) which is what cortisol and those types of negative chemicals are? So reframing, like you talk about in your book, is the absolute way to not look at the day as, as a Debbie Downer would, but looking at all the negatives, but more of a, and what does life have in store for me today? Today is a treasure hunt. It's an adventure. I'm going to look for the positives. Flushing positive chemicals through your body is helping you be nothing but better in your life, all all around.
1: You know, coming—that's so important, and and coming from you uh, as a uh, as a a certified nutritionist to start, you understand about what we do to our bodies with all of that. With the food we eat, the, the lack of exercise, or the, or the kind of exercise, or, uh, or how, we, how we think. And I, I do talk about reframing a lot because we have the opportunity to choose how we want to think about something. And I I recently had a a situation on Christmas Day where I woke up, because so many things have changed in my life this year, that Christmas was a very different experience for us this year. And it it didn't start out as a great day uh, until I chose to reframe it um, and decide to find the new traditions in it um, and the joy. Uh, and and I, I said to my husband, I'm done with that train of thought. I choose to be happy today. And it worked. It worked. Awesome. It, it really doesn't take much.
2: That is so awesome. And And I think we often know what we're talking about. We know this. We're aware of this. But we don't, the stress of the moment takes it out of our mind and we don't remember to focus on it. I know that Right now I'm, I'm involved in uh, hosting some widow retreats, just as another example. So whether we're going through transition, losing a spouse through death or divorce, or changing career, the whole mindset piece, our theme with the widow retreat is, it's a new day. And I watched a movie the other day thinking, why do we have to wait for a tragic event in our life to remember and realize and act on the fact that every day is a new day? So we can approach it from that treasure hunt standpoint. I'm a, I'm a faithful person, and I try to start every day with, Lord, lead me where you need me so that I can really be finding who it is I'm supposed to be being that positive catalyst for. But if we don't set ourselves up for that mindset, we aren't looking for it.
1: That's so, so true. That is so true. We have a little feedback going on. My apologies for that. Uh, I, we're just going to keep going. I, you, you know, Maria, I think you've helped us to see how making new choices about a career uh, or anything else in our lives can help us to regain our footing when we focus on what we're passionate about and take that more positive attitude. Uh, and being open to how that unfolds can yield great surprises and gifts. So thank you so much for sharing a bit of your own personal tapestry with us.
2: Thank you, it's my my pleasure.
1: So next we're going to hear some of uh, the lessons that Marie has learned along the way. So stay tuned for her tips for the transition. We're back for the conclusion of my chat with Marie Burns. I believe everyone can learn from someone else's experience and expertise, so uh, we end each episode with life lessons and strategies that can be adapted to your own life, if you choose to do that. Uh, This is why we call the show Tips for the Transition. Before we hear Marie's nuggets of wisdom, Let me tell you a bit more about her. Today, she is a certified financial planner. Marie has been advocating for her clients' financial health for nearly 20 years, while in banking, accounting, and financial planning firms. Now she owns an independent advisory practice called Focus Point Planning. Marie also spends time as an ambassador and board member of Financial Awareness Foundation and senior advocacy group, helping people understand and feel more comfortable about their financial situation. Her motto is, leave your family in comfort, not confusion. I love that. Aside from being a mentor, Marie, and an author, Marie hosts a podcast in the Phoenix area called Mind, Money, Motion. I love all that Marie does. And she does it from the heart. Women like Marie are role models for the rest of us when it comes to learning to thrive. Marie, I can't wait to hear about the lessons you have to share with us today that may help our clients and our, and our our viewers. And I'm sure many will be helped by your, your tips. So let's, let's get right to it. What have you got for us?
2: Sure. I think one thing that I struggled with, and I would assume this is true of, of many women, is really identifying what are your strengths so that you can best label your passion because that is kind of the base of what should I do with this, whether it's career, or other aspects of your life. So there's many assessments out there. That's one thing I would encourage people to do is if you can't literally name, label what your strengths are, take a Myers-Briggs, take a Colby assessment. That, That Gallup strengths assessment was probably my favorite. I've kind of done them all, and it's interesting. They all often point to the same key skills that you have. You're, some of it is inherent, it's just you're kind of born with it, it's your personality, but then the more experiences you have in life, it kind of reinforces those, which also builds your confidence. So you need to know what you're passionately and, and well-suited for so that you can keep practicing that and building your confidence. So if you can't identify your strengths, I'd say that has to be a starting point, whether it's thinking about a career transition or just looking at your life in general. Then the other thing that I find is to try to avoid feeling overwhelmed. I know I, I feel like I'm a, a broken record. I think I say this in at least one of my books. I have three little books, nobody reads anymore. So these are itty bitty books. They're written in bullet point checklist format, but the joke is how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So just like my books try to break things down to very doable steps, That's kind of my advice for women in any transition. Again, whether you're thinking about a career change, you've taken a new job, maybe it's women who've lost a spouse in some capacity, that type of a transition, it feels overwhelming. And one way to get through the overwhelm and keep moving forward and through whatever transition you're in, is to break that down to manageable steps that you can feel successful at doing. Because looking at it all, and that's one one blessing and curse that women have, our brains can see the big picture. Men are much more able to see things very focused, which can be maddening, but it can also be helpful. (laughs) I've had several men recently tell me that they're able to actually compartmentalize their thoughts and their focus and their activities, which helps them often get through transitions perhaps more easily than, than we can just inherently, physiologically, as women, because our brain sees so much of this, which is overwhelming, but we have to kind of break it down to little manageable bites. So that would be another huge tip that I would share with women that certainly has helped me and the clients that I work with in my planning practice over the years.
1: Uh, Those are two great tips. I want to go back to the first one, to, Understanding your strengths. I I also love the Gallup Strengths Finder. It's one of my favorites. Uh, And I I do activities like that uh, with my clients because I believe, as you do, that it's important for us to understand what they are. But I take it one step further because I think often we land ourselves in careers that we are very good at, but we may not be passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we need to find what we're, what we're good at and what we love to do. There may be some things that we're very good at and we don't love to do them so much. Right. So but finding that, that, that point where they intersect our strengths and our passion, what we love to do, that's, I think, an important uh, understanding that if we come to that, then we can discern what it is we're doing in our lives and our careers that, that really lights us up and what doesn't.
2: Absolutely, that is truly the golden thread. It's not just your strengths, but the passion piece of it. But you can't really achieve your passion, I don't believe, until you identify what your strengths are so you're able to pursue that path. But right, if there's no joy in it, Just because you can doesn't mean you want or should be doing whatever some of those skill sets are. So, yes, thank you for for clarifying that. And, you know, I've seen an interesting transition. I have four children. And when I was in high school, we were always told, you'll probably have five to six jobs in your life throughout your career. When my kids were in high school, they were starting to be told, you probably have five or six different careers throughout your life because again I think the realization is that we have these key core skills these passions that can pivot you from one career to another as long as you keep honing those skills and can identify what they are that make it feel like not work to you because you so enjoy it yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I think that is- so
1: important to uh, to to grasp. Uh, it's the joy. I love I love that you use that word. It is so important.
2: So, do you have another tip for us? I do. the The one thing as we're talking about this is I've heard so often, and I think this is daunting. when When people hear you need to reinvent yourself if you're switching careers, and I really I think that's a misnomer. I don't think it's reinventing. You're redesigning how you're going to use your skills and your passion. Redesigning is way less intimidating to me than reinventing myself. That's just gonna keep adding to that black thread of self-doubt. So again, that reframing, Maria, I think is, is super helpful to not think in terms of, I have to reinvent myself if I change this job or if I change this career. No, your common denominator are your strengths and your passion. And that's going to sail you through it all.
1: Boy, are you right about that. Uh, I And I have done this. I've said this myself. I have reinvented myself mm, a number of times in my life. Uh, but I love that you said that. Uh, you're right. You're not starting. It's not like reinventing the wheel starting from scratch. We're we are redesigning. I love, that's a great way to put it uh, we're redesigning how we use the skills we have to a different for a different purpose that absolutely. hopefully also brings us passion and joy
2: that's right absolutely absolutely
1: yeah I, I love that I love that that's so we've learned a couple of things here, uh, how important skills are, how dovetailing skills with our what we're passionate about, how important that is. Uh, and then, um, what was the second one? I've just forgotten it.
2: Sure, avoiding overwhelm by uh-huh. breaking it down into That's individual right. steps. That's
1: right, that, oh, mm-hmm.
2: we didn't talk about that.
1: That's so important too. Uh, yeah, I lo- and I love the analogy about how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Uh, it's so true. We don't break down our, uh, our, you know, often we as women have grand visions of how we want things to be or become, and it can be overwhelming unless we then take our vision and chunk it up so that we are working on and focusing on uh, one manageable task at a time, uh, or maybe two or three, because many of us are multitaskers. <laughs> <laughs> but not trying to uh, to boil the ocean, not trying to um, to do all of it at once, because that's when frustration occurs and the feeling of of doubting whether you really can pull it off. So chunking it up, that's, that's a very important. So we've learned so much great stuff from you today. Thank you so much for that. Those were great tips. Marie, I appreciate you being with us today so much. And I encourage anyone who is looking for a financial advocate and an advisor to reach out to Marie directly and get her book you will learn some great tips in in those little itty-bitty books she has written.
2: So thanks, Marie. Thank you. Always my pleasure, Maria. It's, It's truly my honor
1: to have you here today. And thank you all so much for watching and for being a part of our community. This series of conversations with women is inspired by my latest book, Upside Down to Right Side Up, turning transition into triumph. My book, my coaching programs, and these conversations share life strategies that can help you when life turns your world upside down. I invite you to share them with the women in your life so none of us will ever again feel like we are alone. And if you need to chat with someone about your personal situation, reach out to me or one of my guests for guidance and support. Many of us have gone through similar experiences and we are here to help you get through your journey with more ease and grace. And if you have an inspiring story to share on my show, I would like to hear from you. My contact information follows. I believe it's our time to thrive. Will you join me on that ride? Till next time, I'm Maria (music) Tomas-Keegan.